Welcome to the Whole Church Podcast, your favorite church unity podcast, probably. If you want to hear from pastors, professors, and everything in between, right, sure. And, you know, the occasional train talk. Right, right, yeah. Uh, have we got the podcast for you? Welcome to the Whole Church Podcast. Uh, this is your host, Joshua, and here with us is my co host, your co host, all of our most beloved co host, Tiberius Wan. Yeah, just TJ, actually. It's still Tiberius. You don't even need the wand, really. Right. Yeah. And uh, uh, Oh, and we have our <laughs> Pastor yeah. Gary Atkins. Well, I didn't know if you were going to introduce him after, because you had some fun stuff to talk about how you won the last podcast, because the last podcast we did we kind of turned into a game. Yeah, well, uh, which uh, so for the last podcast well. we had his cousin, Joey Noel. No. Right? Well, I think that's next week. <laughs> The last one was with me and you being each other's guests. Oh, yeah. We were... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I hosted him, he hosted me, and we had our listeners vote on who did better at each part. Yeah, at hosting. At hosting and at being the guest. Well, they didn't vote on being the guest anywhere. Oh, well, they were supposed to. Oh, we didn't have a spot for that. <laughs> well, I, I won that. So yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. He was the best that. host according to everything. But, but in fairness... Four of the votes were from us, because I voted as myself, and then us whole church podcast, both for TJ, and then TJ voted for himself, and had another page that he used to vote for himself. And uh, my fiance didn't even listen to it, I just voted for you, because she thought it'd be funny. The people said yeah, what they wanted yeah. to say. You, you won like 80-some percent or something on the vote. So uh, we so wanted to bring up... TJ's the best host, is what we learned. Right. Yeah. We wanted to bring up our new patrons. Yeah, we had a new patron subscriber who subscribed to the, like, what's it, plus plus premium or something. We called it, I don't know, it has a turtle picture. The she, top one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top tier. We officially have our subscriber. first $10 a month Patreons. Yeah. Who we love very much because right. it's your sister. Because it is my sister. Yeah. <laughs> who was expecting a little girl by the way. Oh, that's fascinating. I knew that, didn't I? Yeah. yeah. When's, when did she do? Uh... Yeah. Excellent question. Okay. But uh, we asked her if she wanted to say anything, uh, you know, comment, because we like to read her comments and different stuff, feedback we get from everybody. And um, one thing she said, she said she loves, yeah, I'll just read it. I love how you guys are open-minded and inquisitive about all aspects of each topic. Your passion really shines through, and I find that invaluable. Black heart emoji. Y'all are bomb, capital B. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's important. That she meant to say we are the bomb.com, but the that phrase can get you watch listed these days. So. Can it really? No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> so yeah, so that was a comment. Um, of course, we always need more patron subscribers. We're still doing that. If we can get to 20, he's going to shave his head bald. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wax my beard, and you guys can watch, and that'll be fun. But uh, more importantly, we need patron subscribers because we need money. This podcast costs a lot to kind of run and keep up and drive to people and always need more support in that area so that we are able to do more and probably have more fantastic guests like Pastor Atkins here on. Um, Freebie Friday. Yeah, Freebie Friday. You want to tell them about that? Uh, Well, I could, but I I don't remember the name of the winner. (laughs) Well, I don't either. I remember our winner was from Ohio. But I didn't think we were talking about the winner. I thought you were just going to tell them that we started doing Freebie Friday. Okay. Well, we've, we started doing Freebie Friday, and we've already done one. Yeah, we did office supplies to see whose favorite office supply. Everybody just kind of voted, and we were going to send someone their favorite office supplies. So we're sending our friend from Ohio, whose name we don't remember. <laughs> She's getting tape. Right. Yeah, that was her favorite. And uh, Freebie Friday is just yeah. something we're going to do 
not just for Patreon. Yeah, we do that for everybody. It's on our Facebook and Instagram. So follow us there, and you can participate and maybe get free tape. Right. Um, it will but, be a different item. Either. Oh yeah, it, it'll be different. Uh, I, I want to say the winner of the favorite office supply was a tie. In uh, it was an interesting time. One was post-it notes, which made sense. The other most voted item, which I just thought was funny, was laptop. Was laptops. It's someone in a laptop. We can't afford to buy uh, a laptop yet. Our face patron, our first patron subscriber, Russell. Actually commented laptop and included a link to a two thousand dollar laptop. <laughs> like I, I want this one. So, if, yeah. you, if you shoot yeah. for the moon, even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. Mm, yeah, except for we're poor, so you probably won't. Except get we're not going to let you shoot anyway. <laughs> we're going to pick our winner as someone cheap. Right. So want cheap stuff, and you might get it. <laughs> and uh, I just... listen, I want to tell you something about that. I'm setting the bar here, all right? Pastor Gary here. He's been my pastor since I was. 10, he gave me some excellent dating advice when I was in middle school. He said, listen, when you start taking a girl out, you're setting the bar. First date, take yeah. her to McDonald's and everything after that is I've fantastic. Heard, I've heard this sage wisdom before. Listen, I tell people this all the time. I think it's some Good very stuff. sound wisdom. Good stuff. Yeah. I, uh... Right. You know, I did take my fiance to McDonald's last week. Actually, uh, that's not so as, as you get older, what you afford is a good date. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, before we get into it, we just want to say, uh, please follow us on Facebook and Instagram and all that, uh, so Twitter. You can participate. Right. Um. Yeah. So, so we did all that. We've had Pastor Atkins on before. He's the very first right. episode. This is our first sequel episode, I believe. Yeah. It's also our first episode. Since we've returned from our hiatus, we've been on for about a month now. Just took a break to kind of gather some guests and collect things. Um, helping my fiance move into our new home. Really exciting. Yeah. So this yeah. is uh, Gary Atkins 2, Pastoral Boogaloo. I really thought you were going to say Return of the Pastor or something. Return of the Pastor. <laughs> I like that. Oh. Um, yeah, it's kind of a big moment for us. First guest yeah. is back. We've improved a lot since the first time. I, I like to think so. Yeah. we got a better host, apparently. According to the Instagram folks, we got a much better host. So, <laughs> oh man, yeah, I um, believe we also started doing icebreaker questions since then, right? Yeah, we didn't do icebreaker questions back then. So, this so now is... we start the show off. We just ask like a silly question to kind of get things going. And I was trying to think of the most appropriate. We have a like two page list of different silly questions. I was trying to think of the most appropriate one. And uh, I remember you used to really like SpongeBob. Mm. So, our icebreaker question for today, which we're going to answer first to give you time to think about. What is your favorite SpongeBob SquarePants song? Mine is uh, Striped Sweater. The best time to wear a striped sweater. It's probably, it's probably the shortest song. Yeah, it, it's fantastic, though. It's, it's good. But, uh, yeah. DJ? My, uh, my favorite is uh, Without You. And uh, it was the episode where... Mr. Krabs and Plankton made a bet over SpongeBob. The winner got SpongeBob. And uh, Plankton won. SpongeBob had to work at the Chum Bucket then. And then they sang, uh, This Grill is Not a Grill without, you know. It's really just. Because he missed the Krusty Krab. Right. Yeah. It's, it's really lyrically solid, musically solid, Very thematically emotional. solid. And it's like just over a minute long, which is. A little above par. Also, no longer available on Spotify. I'm upset. Spotify, please bring it back. But that is my favorite. One of my favorite episodes and my favorite song. All right, Pastor. 
favorite, favorite SpongeBob song? SquarePants song. Well, you took the sweater. The sweater's a classic. And, oh, that's um, good. It's just, just a bomb. But um, if I can say that. Um, <laughs> but cool. the, the song that he sings for Pearl's birthday. Mm. I love that right. song. Uh, it's all about you. There you go. It's all about you, girl. It's a man. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, I was thinking about it. That's a good song. That's a good song. It's so catchy. Yeah. Even like they were just emulating the boy band. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like and the formula, still, and it's still. You worked. could use that. I mean, that thing they almost worked. did it just as good, if not. Right. Listen, next time instead of Backstreet Spag, I want SpongeBob Spag. Yeah, Backstreet Boys who? <laughs> yeah. I think they were actually making fun of you two in that episode. Yeah. I don't remember what they were called. Fun fact, SpongeBob brought the it was boys ripped to men. pants thing into style. They called them like fish to men or something. Do you guys know who created SpongeBob? Steven Hillenburg? Yeah, do you know his background? No. He was actually a marine biologist. Mm, I have heard of Yeah, genuinely a marine biologist. And then uh, I think it was fairly late in the game that he came up with this idea mm-hmm. and started the show. Right. And originally he That's wanted to be great. a lot less silly. Right. Yeah, yeah. Maybe just teach about things, but, yeah, but he wanted it to be more educational than. But he did an amazing job. He just found an, uh, to me his creative genius on that show was just right. off the charts. We uh, especially the first few seasons. Right, and it's now twenty years in. Yeah, and that is absurd. We still get the last season like every year. Right, it's great. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's like one of the longest running cartoons ever. Now, yeah. behind. Only like The Simpsons and South Park, I think. Now, help me on this, but I, did he recently pass? He did. I thought yeah. so. Yeah. He, he passed away a couple months ago. Yeah, a few months ago. Maybe yeah. last year, actually. But I think the show's been a lot worse without him. But uh, to get to the actual question. Right. So now that we've ranted we, uh, about us and SpongeBob for 10 we've minutes. We've had, what, 25 episodes, 24 episodes since the first one? Mm-hmm. So we talked to you. Mm-hmm. We encountered a lot of different topics and a lot of different people and new ideas and it, it's been been kind of a journey and uh kind of wanted to go back to you know my pastor he's the pastor at my local church here and kind of go over just vague how i vaguely feel about things and see if we can kind of get a little bit more ground some traction in our direction as a podcast and where we're going yeah so uh i'm gonna Guess what this first question says. Yeah. Because I think I know. <laughs> you know, I have really good handwriting. Our, our listeners know that I can't read TJ's handwriting. We've said it before. <laughs> um, yeah, he wrote the notes. But we have we had a lot of different kinds of episodes on the podcast. We've talked to Sister Sylvia recently mm-hmm. about, you know, that kind of cultural differences in the church. We've talked to, um, I'm trying to think some of the other really interesting ones that we Talked to Father Pat from St. Matthew's Church about the Catholic Church and um, a few different things like that. And one thing I find interesting is I'll get people who, well, I think you should lean more into the Catholic stuff. And it's not that I disagree. I, I think we should. I think it's a great idea. But then someone else will be like, well, I don't think you spend enough time talking about the cultural differences. You should do that more. And I agree. We should. But I can't do more of every single thing. You, you know what I mean. If and you it, support us on Patreon, we can, though. We can start releasing two episodes a week. If like 500 of you support somebody, yeah. and we can no longer have jobs, right. then we can do that. Once we start doing the podcast yeah. full time, yeah, we yeah. Can, you, you we guys can, can help us get there. But uh, in the meantime, yeah, until I, that happens, I, I imagine a lot of the church kind of feels the same way. I imagine a lot of people feel like, oh yeah, we should focus on that, but then they also feel like we should. And once you split your focus so many different directions, though, it's hard to really 
get any traction or get anything done. And I find it interesting that a podcast about church unity, and we're having a hard time agreeing on what we should have unity about. Yeah. <laughs> like, where do we start with unity? And it's like, wow. It's if a, we can't agree on that, then uh, what do we do? <laughs> it really gets into that jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none thing. Yeah. But yeah. better than a master of Which one. is funny, because part of why we did the church unity in the first place is I was trying to think of the most narrow topic I could. I was like, if I just narrow this down, it'll be easy. Terrible. Turns out. Terrible job. Well, because, you know, you can, the, the whole point of our, like, introduction, we say, your favorite church unity podcast? Probably. Because, you know, there isn't a lot of, because it's so specific. But then I'm like, man, it turns because, out it's not that specific. Because it's a very broad and hard topic to cover. Not because it's easy. I just thought it was specific enough that other people didn't do it. But uh, anyway, how how do we, how do we go about that? Is there is that why there's less unity? Is it because the church can't agree what we should start? <laughs> yeah, you know, I you know I tell people all the time, Josh, that people you get ten people together, you can't agree where to go out to dinner. Right. Um, you know, I know a guy here, you know, a good guy in our church, and um, his family will go out after service on a Sunday and. He likes to go to the Red Bull because it's, it's not expensive. He likes mm. the food. I like Red Bull. And so his family will go somewhere else. He says, I'm going to Red Bull, you know. <laughs> so he literally goes by himself. He's a great guy. But, um, you know, he, they can't even decide on where to go to dinner. So when you when you bring it down to those terms, you know, how, how are we going to describe, you know, decide how we feel about racial inequalities and differences uh, about you know doctrinal differences, yeah, that that's just such a great and vast um, area that it's going to be tough to bring everybody on the same page. That uh, it's a lot less of a problem in college, which uh, seems to be the case with most things. With the younger, more impressionable age, we're able to agree with each other more. Mm-hmm. And they, I'd say it definitely. Why would that to... be? Why why would you think that's true? See, that's that's what I've been wondering because it's not immediately apparent. Mm-hmm. That this group of people who just met because they decided to attend the same school would agree on so many of these things. And I think what it comes down to is the younger generation uh, is more willing to compromise what they think is right. Uh, Especially in this day and age where there are so many things to believe. So many different areas to draw wisdom from. And it's just... It's something that, it doesn't happen to everyone, but uh, among people who try to better themselves, it's pretty, it's pretty apparent that it happens. Yeah. Well, I would, I would take the other side, and I have a unique perspective because I've been young. Right. And I've, I've, I've not been old. <laughs> and now I'm old. You understand what I'm saying? So you guys have a lot less life experiences to draw upon, mm-hmm. a lot less challenges, a lot less issues. And the older you get, there's a saying, the older you get, the, the more easy it is for you to fall into cynicism. Mm-hmm. Um, why? Because, you know, I've seen a lot of things. I've been through a lot of stuff. Uh, my mind has, you know, I've already processed a lot of things. Right. And so I think it's just there's a simplicity when you're younger. You've been exposed to less. You really know less. And really what you know is kind of confined to a, a small area of life. Right. Um, it gets tougher the older you get. That's why most people that get saved get saved when they're young. Mm-hmm. The older a person gets, the more locked in their ways they become, the more cynical they become. Um, it's harder just to simply believe. Right. And that is, I do hear that all the time. It's, uh, yeah, you know, I trust his opinion. He's, he's done a lot more of that than I have. Just because 
we're all about the same age. Most of us haven't done a ton of things. Most of us focused on one or two things for most of our life. Because we didn't really get good at doing things until like four years ago. <laughs> I, uh, I, this is this is a really odd thing. But uh, earlier today, Tiffany, my fiance, she shared something for it was National Suicide Awareness Month or something. And it was something, um, it was a story about Eeyore being really depressed and then Piglet Pooh came and they were with him. I kind of just followed this tread of stuff. And me being me, I didn't follow the thread of national suicide awareness. I went, oh, Winnie the Pooh, let's keep following. Mm-hmm. It was so interesting because the page that shared it, I kept going through, you know, thing after thing. And they had a bunch of different stories of different, you know, the Winnie the Pooh ones. And it seems like in a lot of them, Pooh is the one helping specifically because he's so simple that it just doesn't get in the way. Like, mm-hmm. it, Rabbit's anger doesn't bother him because he's too simple for it to bother him. <laughs> That's okay, Rabbit. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, whatever. <laughs> well, and then, you know, him being there for Eeyore, he didn't say anything. He just sat there. Because that's all Pooh knew to do. I was like, man, was, uh, maybe maybe if we were all just a little bit more simple. Right. It's it, It's weird to go back to Winnie the Pooh as an adult. Yeah. Or, you know, almost an adult. And see that each of the characters represent a different vice that we're going to It's very surreal. Well, and it was written by an adult. Right. That seemed, you know, it's like, Josh, um, wasn't too long ago you lost your grandfather. Yeah. Was that the first major loss that you experienced in your life like that? Personally. Yeah. I mean, I I lost, um, there was a girl when I was in children's ministry, you know, and it was kind of, it's a different kind of thing, you know. But I'm talking about you, your world. Absolutely. See, by the time you get my age, you know, I've lost both my parents, yeah. lost mm-hmm. my grandparents when I was a child, lost a lot of good, you know, people that I've loved here in the church through the years. Yeah. So so now you've got this compiling of experience. Um, by the time you get my age, it's not that you are shocked by death. You expect it. It's just a matter of when and where and how. And so your, your life views on everything uh, as you grow older are going to change. They're going to become naturally more complicated. They just are because life becomes more complicated. You know, my daughter got her first job recently, and, you know, so now she knows the joys of paying bills. <laughs> How fun. You know, taxes coming out of your paycheck. Well, none of this mattered to her just a few months ago, but suddenly yeah. those are real issues. Well, that's going to affect how you see the life. That's going to affect your politics. That's going to affect everything because now you're in a different place in life. Yeah. Um, and I just think that's the reality of it. Mm-hmm. As we age, we get kind of set in our ways, and that's why we can't decide on one thing to focus on to unify. But that being said, yeah, go ahead. Well, because, and and, you know, to the credit of the people who've spoken to me, you know, um, the cultural thing is so important to the, the, you know, those people who think we should focus on that because of the life experience. You know, they grew up with that, and that's hurt them so much their whole life that it seems obvious that that's where we should focus. And, you know, to, you know, people who grew up Catholic and, had dealt with, you know, Protestant family members being so much against them their whole lives. Of course they think we should focus on that because life has taught them that that's the most important dividing issue. Right. Now that we've established that it's incredibly difficult to discern why it's so hard to figure out a starting place, do you think there's one place that would be better <laughs> for us to start to unify? Oh, well, you know, I think the first question is you got to define what you're asking. If we're talking about, and we talked about this last time, if we're talking about Christian unity, well then, yeah, I can take you right to the starting place. 
talking about unity in general, man, you can have unity on sports teams, unity in community efforts, unity in family issues. Now, we can do that a lot of different ways and probably a lot of right ways, probably a lot of wrong ways. But when you're talking about Christian unity, yeah, we can go straight to the starting line, you know, because the Bible lays that out. It's not like it's a uh, an ambiguous thing at all. So where do we start with Christian unity? Well, okay, very good. Uh, man, he's a good host. Whoever voted for him nailed it, John. Oh, man, my pastor just, just, just No, no, listen, I, I like you as a co-host. No, you don't. Know, I mean, twice. I voted for twice. There you go. I think the box was stacked. But, um, oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, Christian unity is so simple because uh, it's all about being in Christ. That's, there's your starting gate. If I'm in Christ and you're in Christ, the Bible says we're one. It's, it's really that simple. Now, to me anyway, here's the difficulty. If Let's say Josh is not in Christ. You and I are. There's no way to have Christian unity with Josh. We can have unity in a lot of different areas. We cannot have Christian unity because Christian unity happens when a man or woman is in Christ. And so what I see as a difficulty when you talk about Christian unity is first we've got to make sure we're in Christ. And then if we're in Christ, then we, in fact, what the Bible says is if you're in Christ, you're already one. Yeah. I think we talked about that. Yeah. Is that Ephesians 4, right? Yeah. And then, then the practicality of it is how am I going to maintain that? How am I going to, and that's where the rub comes in. As Shakespeare said, that's, that's where the difficulty (laughs) comes in. You know what I'm saying? Um, so how are we practically, you and I, Josh, we're both believers. We're both in Christ. The Bible says positionally we're one. How are we practically going to stay one? I think that's the the big question. And I, this is odd because I think there's a Bible verse that says the same thing, and that should be what I'm thinking of. My, my mind went to a Mumford and Son song. Mm-hmm. It's not a Christian band; they're a good band. No, they have a song called Delta on their newest album, Delta. Oh, yeah, yeah. And at the end, and I guess it would be part of the bridge, but they um, he asked this question: Is does my love is it for me? Or does it prefer the other? And I think that's the question. You know, if I'm wanting to focus on unity, it then becomes, well, who's around me? It's not, what has life taught me and hurt me? It's, what has life taught you and hurt you? you That's exactly what the Bible says. The Bible says we have to have humility. That's the first step to unity. That I have to humble myself. It isn't all about me. It isn't all. You go back to, you know, you say the Catholic man wants to talk about Catholic issues. Uh, the African-American might want to center on racial issues, you know. Um, the the fellow over here that's lived in this situation, he wants to look at his issues. Well, the first step of unity is i got to get off of myself. The Bible says I can't think of only my own things. i got to think on the things of others. And then it gives the example of Christ who laid down the glory of heaven and came and put on the form of a servant. Well, if I'm going to have unity with people, the first step is I've got to humble myself. I've got to care about what you think and what you see more than what I care about what I see. I mean, and that's a biggie. <laughs> that's not easy at all. And if, if we can't have that Christian unity, you know, you've got to befriend that person that you're, we'll say, targeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that sounds to, so bad. You know, it's, it's uh, uh, you've got to befriend mean. that person, you know. Uh, Invite them to the fantasy hockey league. Get them to church eventually. Oh, you're talking about trying to win them. Winning them in unity is two different things. Yeah. Well, if we can't bring them to the church, if we can't fill them with Christ, how can we have Christian unity? Yeah, but what I'm saying is you can't have unity, not Christian unity, before salvation. 
See, I think that's another thing. We we think if we if we make the church like the world, then everybody can come into the church and we'll all be cool. That 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 is never going to work. That is that that's the opposite of what salvation is. Salvation tells me I'm a sinner. I am lost. I am lost in the culture. I don't care about God. I'm dead in my sin. And then Christ comes and grabs me, creates life in me through Christ Jesus. The idea that we can all be buddies. Now, I, I can win you as a friend. Yeah. And, and there are some principles where humility comes into bear. I do things that Josh likes to do. I, I kind of involve myself in his world. But that's not Christian unity. That's me being a friend to Josh. Right. And you said the word targeted, and I get what Josh is saying, that <laughs> that sounds bad. But what you're saying is, I'm going after this person. I want to, I want to take the gospel to this person. Exactly. That's, that's not about unity. That's about befriending someone with a purpose, you know. And that's not a bad thing. If, um, if I saw someone in a burning house, it'd be a bad thing if I didn't go save them. Right. Right. That, that's the evil yeah. man that walks right by. The good man says, I got to get in there. You know, I got to rescue that guy. And that's, uh, that's, that's a pretty good segue, segue into our next. Have you ever looked at the way that's spelled, by the way? Segue? Segue. Right. But that use of segue? Because it's not like S E G W A Y. What is it? It's S E G U E. U U U E U E, I think. It's crazy. It's, it's, weird, it's not the same word at all. All right, listeners, actually. look it up for yourself. <laughs> but, uh, Comments, it's, it's tell us what you think absurd. about the spelling of segue. Dictionary.com. <laughs> Yeah. The, a big issue in us unifying in Christ is unifying in what we believe sin is. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, because, you know, most, not, not just yourself, but a few other people we've spoken to, you know, that's, that's always kind of like the precursor is, yeah, we've united in Christ, we believe in this, as long as there's not sin, sin is what separates us. And, mm-hmm. and we all kind of agree on that principle. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, like what he was, where he was going with that is, the fallout then seems to be, a lot of people don't seem to agree on what, Mm-hmm. constitutes as sin. Mm-hmm. You know, some people think drinking is, some people think it's not, mm-hmm. some people think smoking, tattoos, mm-hmm. homosexuality even recently is in question. So then the question becomes, how do we, I mean, obviously the Bible, but yeah. how do we, you know, say he's right on the Bible mm-hmm. and that that's it, that's the final word, we can yeah. be united with this person or we can't, you yeah. know? Well, the first step was know the Bible. I think if you do a study, the great majority of people that call themselves Christians have not even a cursory understanding of Scripture. Especially in America. If you ask them questions, they don't know Moses from Adam. Uh, and it's really that serious. And it's Moses not, was the one with the boat, right? Thank you. And it's um, <laughs> he was out in the desert with the boat. That was the guy. Yeah, yeah. all right. Noah, on the other hand. <laughs> no. Um, Sacrificed his son, right? Yeah, there you yeah. go. You know, what's funny about that? NBC had a special on... Uh, was it Noah? Year? Yeah, Noah years ago. And they had him out in the desert talking to God in the role of Abraham. Now, this is an oh, NBC miniseries that has Mo- Noah in the role of Abraham. They didn't even know enough about the Bible to, to make the show. You know, what's sad? We're, we make a lot of those jokes. And, I, and, I, and part of me is like, man, we had to clarify because... I know for a fact some people listen to the podcast don't don't know that stuff. Right. Some of the jokes I don't even. Well, get and it's this is just a fun precursor for all other podcasts. Just want to like throw in a disclaimer because some people have listened to episodes and you know we've had guests who don't agree with what I believe personally that I don't say on the podcast because that's not the point of the podcast. It's mm-hmm. not Joshua's beliefs podcast. You know, right. it's the whole church. So I'm like, I, yeah, I want to hear their that. opinion and then 
I let them state what they want to say. You know, pastor says what pastor's going to say. That's not necessarily what I feel. Now, a lot of times mm-hmm. he is my pastor, so yeah, probably is what I feel well, he's saying it. Yeah, but. no, and that's cool, yeah. but you can't have a round table where everybody's idea is equal. Yeah. Either there's truth or there's not truth. Yeah. And the issue is truth. And if it's just you got a valid point, I got a valid point, he's got a valid point, Man, that's nothing. I mean, well, if everyone's got a valid point, then you've gone nowhere. There's no well, truth. Especially on. No, I'm trying. I want to. I want to pick something silly. Um, well, what's something silly? I'm going to make something up. What? Let's say, so for whatever reason, TJ believes stickers are a sin. Mm-hmm. You use stickers on your items. You're a sinner. Oh, I can't are. be united yeah. in Christianity with someone who uses stickers. Yeah, that's true. All right, he believes that. Yeah. I believe the exact opposite. I think stickers are fine. Cool. Yeah. That was Old Testament law, you know, whatever. <laughs> the Old Testament law was about they the were stickers. Against stickers yeah. back then. <laughs> it was a different age. Can you, you, well, let, let's, let's, for whatever reason, barely encountered stickers in your life. Mm-hmm. Do you think you could comfortably have Christian unity with both of us and also a sticker user? You're supposed to. Um, Romans chapter 14 is all about that issue. It uses the meats and drinks that were going on in the New Testament. But the point is, some people thought eating the meat that was offered to idols was a sin. Paul says it's not a sin. It's not an issue whether you eat it or don't eat it. It's no big deal. It don't make you good or bad either way. Some people thought it was. Paul's main point in that is, the brother that thinks meat eating the meat was a sin is just as much a Christian as the guy that didn't think it was a sin. But now here's the here's the key. He clearly says eating the meat's not a sin. So the Bible said this is not a sin. It, it all goes back to Scripture. You have to agree in Scripture. You have to get the place. Now what that also tells us is that, you know, I could say going to the bowling alley is a sin. And some people believe that. Church used to believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we've talked about that before. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There were a lot of things like that that they said was a sin. Now, what they were doing was they were they were trying to ward off areas of sin, Um, and they did it with a good heart. Um, But then it became legalism. It became a sense where if you go to bowling alley, you're a sinner. Well, the original intent was don't go places because back then bowling alleys weren't like bowling alleys today. There was drinking, there was carousing, it was a pretty rough place. Yeah. So they were trying to ward off places that could bring a person into a dangerous area of life. Um, but yeah, the Bible says I got to look. If you thought stickers were okay and he thought stickers were bad, but you're both in Christ. It's not an issue because stickers don't matter either way. See, that's the issue. There are these other issues you mentioned. They do matter either way. And somebody's got to figure out what the Bible says about that. Because that the Bible, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 says there are lifestyles that will cause you to miss out on the kingdom of heaven. Like bowling. Well, not bowling. (laughs) Bowling bowling's not going to cost you, but other things will. And you can't, everybody can't sit around a table and say, well, I think it's cool. I think it's not cool. It doesn't matter what you think. It matters what God's word says use, about that. I want to use a more real example. Well, yeah, instead of something people, silly, let's, um, well, I'll say things sometimes. And, uh, a lot of times what happens is someone will say, well, I don't, I don't believe you. And it doesn't matter what you believe. I told you the truth. It's kind of that, like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Believe it or not, it happened. It's, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter what you believe. It clearly says the truth. 
in those cases, at least. Um, uh, let's use marijuana. That sounds like that's something real issue mm-hmm. right now. And if someone claims they're a Christian, mm-hmm. they they don't believe marijuana is a sin, mm-hmm. so they you know they partake. Mm-hmm. I I do. Let's let's mm-hmm. for the purpose of this. Yeah. Can I be united with someone who I think, you know, as far as I know the Bible, mm-hmm. he is in sin? What, what do you mean? You're saying somebody doesn't believe marijuana is bad, and he says he's a Christian. Yeah, and he's... Let's and say someone he's does believe marijuana is bad, and so you're saying, can they have fellowship? Yeah, because according to this guy, this guy's living in sin. Yeah. So can he really be united with someone that he truly believes is in sin? Well, why would he think he was in sin? Are there biblical principles that would say this is why I think this is wrong? Um, well, right now it's illegal, so I yeah. would say yes. <laughs> that'd, be no, that'd be a good one. Yeah, in certain it. places I'm it's sure illegal. That's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, do not alter your body. Well, it's not good for you. You know, they've actually got studies out, guys, that you're not going to hear about them because the secular press is not going to promote them. But that at certain ages, marijuana affects your brain. It affects it in a ne- right. negative way. When I went to school way back in the dinosaur age, we called those people potheads. Um, no, we still do that. Exactly. And and they they look different. They dress different. A lot of them weren't yeah. very get-up-and-go oriented. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen a lot of things that it does in a positive way. As a pastor, I've seen where it harms families, where it harms young people, where it harms marriages. The Bible says, don't let your good be evil spoken of. If you saw me holding a marijuana joint, what would you think? Just right off the bat, you came in the church, I'm smoking a marijuana joint. Uh, I don't know what I would think. I would think me might not be recording an episode today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, excellent, excellent. You would think, what's wrong with the preacher? Man, my brain just doing scream, that? I think. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, not, not even because I'm like, oh, that's so awful, but just because, well, it's also like when people vape. Like, I don't actually personally believe anything evil about vaping. It's just, you know, the people... Yeah. The, as much as I hate to say it, people who usually do are just annoying people. Like it's or you know yeah. not good crowded people. Right. And I it's think, just kind of like I think oh, if we had no. walked in to see that, my brain would have just pulled up a new Microsoft Word document, pressed caps lock, and held down the A button for like yeah. eight minutes. Yeah, <laughs> that was gone. No yeah. idea what's going yeah. on here. But 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 what that would say is you, you would not expect a preacher to be doing yeah. that. No. It would shock you. Um, why? Because when you look at that, you you associate it with a certain lifestyle. You don't associate it with a, a Christian lifestyle. The Bible says I've got to be careful what I do. I can bring a stumbling block to other believers. You know, I got people in my congregation that have suffered greatly from alcohol. For you, no big deal, maybe. But when you grow up with an alcoholic father, an alcoholic mother, and it costs you so many days and nights of just literal horror, having to move into, you know, with your grandmother and sleep on the couch for six months. And you paid the price of watching your mother and father fight and scream at night because of alcohol. You go out socially, you pick up a beer, it's no big deal. Well, it's a big deal to them because it costs them amazing things in their life. Um, we, you know, and that's why Paul so said about, again. yeah, and that's why Paul said about meats and drinks. He said, if meat offends my brother, I won't eat meat while the world stands. Why? Because I don't have to eat meat. I don't have to drink a beer. I can drink whatever else, you know, Dr. Pepper, Kool-Aid. If, I, if I'm going to, exactly. If I'm going <laughs> to, if I'm going to offend somebody, it's not worth it. Right. It's, it's yeah, kind I was of talking. Go ahead. Oh, I was talking to somebody, I think it was yesterday, yesterday, the day before, about the same thing, about, because it was just, 
it stood out, and, and it, as weirdly enough, it stood out to me too because I was like, man, I don't even think about how much effort normally just goes into making sure I'm not offending anybody. There you go. And it's it's odd because you know, to a lot of you know the world, it looks like, I mean, why do you care what they think? And well, you know, it's not even about that. That's good. I could care less what they think. That's good. I just don't want to offend someone yeah. if I don't need to. Why would I? Right. This this yeah. generation, this upcoming generation, Generation Z, has become so stubborn and set in their ways. Like, like I don't care if it bothers that guy. But then it Why seems like I? then it seems like they're doing it because they want to prove it. They don't care. Which I'm like that to me. If you're proving that you don't care, you do care. Yeah. You know, Josh. If if you you both guys, you seem like you know that you're decent. You treat people decent, and that's just that's just. You know, for lack of a better term, common decency, right? Right. You don't have to be a believer to do that. You just, yeah. but let's say There's I just lost, person. I just lost a family member. Would you come in here joking about death? Probably not. You understand? Why wouldn't but you do that? It's it's kind of rude. Thank you. Yeah. It, why? You don't have to. You can go another place. Exactly. You know, I'm probably hurting. It's yeah. it's a pretty raw spot. So you considering my feelings, you'd probably leave that topic off. Right. It's and, just the bare minimum of what you can do. Thank you, and uh, and I think that's that goes back to the Christian stance, Josh. Um, and, and and let's turn it around though. Let's say you you're a believer, you claim to be a believer, and you are smoking. I, I've known people that got saved that haven't been taught in a certain area yet. They just yeah. don't know any different. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to jump them and say, "Man, you don't know God. If you knew God, you wouldn't be doing that." I'm gonna I'm gonna be a friend to them and try to help them. You know, grow in, in the Lord. You got to grow in God. And, um, and that's a process many times. So it goes both ways. I think this consideration, this, this yeah. caring about other people's feelings, that goes across the table both ways. Mm-hmm. So in our sticker user thing, go full circle. Mm-hmm. I should not use stickers around TJ. Yes. Because why would I offend him? I don't need to use stickers. There you go. Right. But also, if he truly believes that I'm living a life of sin by using stickers, he should... Probably talk to me, but gently, not confronting. Oh, you're a sinner. Yeah, and yeah I'm going to smack you with the biggest Bible I can find. Yeah, that doesn't have stickers. My it brother's Bible's covered in stickers. Is it really? He's yeah. awful. I think that is a sin. <laughs> That's going over the line. Yeah, again, it goes back to the your spirit. You know, I, I had a professor in college, and he said you could go to the dorm at night, and you'd find these fourth-year theology majors fighting literally almost coming to fist over the theological arguments that sounds about par for that history yeah sounds yeah. bad yeah, yeah. And, and and but his point was if that's true you've missed the whole point if i'm going to punch you over a theological issue something's already broken my life i'm not yeah yeah i'm not where i should be with christ and and i think that's probably the bigger thing there and i think uh just kind of like a sub question which Ironically, I said, ah, we might ask this. I don't know where it would fit, and now I know where it would fit. Um, we've had to, I, I would say two and a half people that we've talked to who believe the Bible is God's authority. They believe in the mm-hmm. Bible. You know, they, they're Christians, but they wouldn't say the Bible is completely inerrant. Yeah. I wrote yeah. it down where it would fit. Oh. He yeah. can't tell. Was it right so here? That's fair. Was it right now? Yes. Did I do it right? Yes. Man, I did great. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, as... Because we, we talked, the first time we mm-hmm. talked, we talked about how primary issues, we have to agree on that. Yeah. Would we say that that's a primary issue then? Because, you know, the Catholic Church, they believe in the authority of Scripture, but they believe it's equal to the authority of tradition and the authority of yeah. the Pope. And, or, um, 
I think uh, that's next week. But next week we talk to my cousin Judy, and she talked about how the Methodist Church doesn't necessarily believe in the inerrancy of Scripture. Well, they believe in Scripture and reason and tradition and experience. Yeah. Um, Wesley called it, I think, the, I don't know, the, there was a term for it, but it was their kind of their way of truth. And this is some hard foreshadowing. But what they did is they, they equated tradition, experience, and reason with Scripture. Yeah. Well, you can't do that. Um, that would mean my experience would be equal to Scripture. Um, that's foolish. The moment Scripture's not alone, then it's just you and me and him talking about what we think. Right. And I, I'm leaving that room in a minute because I don't really care what everybody else thinks. Because if there's no if there's no verified source of truth, then we're just going to get in a room and bat around our ideas. I do think so, there is a place for that, though, and it's not a place wherein we're deciding matters of the faith. Mm-hmm. It's in a place where we're trying to figure out each other so that we can help each other make these decisions about... Oh, yeah, no, there's a place to sit around and talk. What I'm saying is if, you know, I'll take this Bible for... If this isn't in the middle, then it's just our ideas. Right. Then it's the greater wisdom of Josh and and the preacher and the, the greatest host in America. Right. It's, yeah. it's, it's the greater <laughs> wisdom of us three guys, which... I'm going to tell you guys, the airwaves are full of this. Pick your poison. Go find it. I can, I can give you a man's philosophy on anything you want to talk about. Um, the world don't need any more of it. There's, it's filled with it. And if that's all we got, we're wasting people's time. Right. But uh, I, Obviously, I agree. I feel like I'm open to agree with my pastor. I think, I think <laughs> the audience probably already knows that. But... Uh, where does that come as far as being united? Can I still be united with a Methodist believer, even though they don't necessarily believe in the narrative of Scripture the same way I do? Yeah, I now as far as again Christian unity, I don't, I don't know where you go with that, Josh. If we can't agree on the the Bible, where do what do we agree on? Christ. Wait a minute, but Christ is in the Bible. But Christ is also outside of the Bible. But Christ, this, Christ is He is the living Word. Right. He is the Scripture. Mm-hmm. You can't separate Christ and Scripture. You can't say, I got Jesus, but I don't believe the Bible. They're one. He is the incarnate Word of God. They're, they're not two different things. They're one thing. The moment you say, well, I got my Jesus. Well, who's your Jesus? Tell me about your Jesus. Give me something about Jesus. He's like five foot eleven. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. You're going to have to give me a little bit different. Well, what, what, give me a truth about Jesus. Uh, Jesus saves. Okay, where you get that? I'll read that out. Uh, honestly. I don't think I've read that in the Bible. Well, it's in there. I thought. It's Where like, else would you get? Give me another fact about Jesus. Uh, Jesus believes humanity can, you know, become not. Uh, whosoever believes in him shall have everlasting life. Where'd you get that from? John three sixteen, which is in the Bible. Anything you can tell me about Jesus right. has to come from Scripture. Well, that's where. I personally, I love logic. I love tradition. I love a lot of it. But it's almost like they're the policeman, you know. The policeman's not where the law comes from. But that doesn't mean they don't have authority. Mm-hmm. Where the law comes from just has higher authority. Their authority is based in the law. Yeah, which I, is how I feel about the Bible. I think the Bible is the highest thing. And then the oh, pastor has his authority in that. Mm-hmm. As, you know, so far as you are obeying the Bible, then yeah. that is as far as Reason's not a bad thing. Tradition's not a bad thing. Experience is not a bad thing. Just none of them are equal to Scripture. Is uh, is the physical description of Jesus ever in the Bible? Anywhere? Oh, no. No? 
So what what do you say about that that uh, that historical depiction of what Jesus must have looked like? Well, can I tell you a joke? Is that okay? Sure. Yeah. It's like the little boy in Sunday school class, and the teacher had a picture of Jesus on the wall, and she said, "Now this is just a you know a depiction of Jesus. We don't know he looked like that." And the little boy raised his hand and says, "You got to admit it looks an awful lot like him." And um, <laughs> so you know, all of us have a picture of Jesus from some little painting on the wall somewhere right. in a Sunday school room. No, the Bible didn't do that. Now we know he was Jewish, and so we can maybe think of some terms of that, but but we get no... And it wasn't in the Middle East. Yes. Yeah, and so it wasn't needed that we would know that. Or You see, everything we get has been revealed. If God didn't reveal it, we don't need it. And so that that isn't... And that's something, if anyone ever said, well, what do you look like? We don't know. Just, just There's he, your answer. Ewan McGregor. Just but, uh, there you go. There you but go. as far as... Man, I hate to keep hammering with the, with the Methodist Church, but that just seems to be the easiest example that mm-hmm. I can think of. But with that, uh, they, you know, they still believe the authority of Scripture. Mm-hmm. They still believe in the Bible. Can I have, I'm, I'm trying to think, what, to what extent does that affect my relationship with other Methodist believers? Does that, you know, the fact that, you know, I can't agree, I, there's no way I can agree on that. Mm-hmm. You know, the other stuff being as equal to Scripture, but it's that. How does that affect my relationship with them? Am I trying to approach them and win them back over to Jesus, or am I just... Well, you know, here's the deal. Let's say a Methodist believer takes something and it's contrary to Scripture. Yeah. We're not talking stickers now. We're talking black and white, okay? Mm-hmm. If, 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 they've, if they're outside of Scripture, then they're in error. There's no other way to go. And so then I'd have to say, brother, you know, I love you, but, but I can't agree on that. Why? Well, turn over here and I'll show you why I can't agree on that. And then they say, well, in our tradition... So no, even if, you know, you know, it's black and white, they're just clearly wrong, would you still feel comfortable calling them brother? No, no. Not if it's a sin issue yeah. and they're they're involved in that. Yeah. Yeah. If I call you brother and you're not, what am I doing? Lying. I'm lying. And I'm deceiving you, and I'm telling you you're okay when you're not. Yeah. You know, to me, that's the, that's the, the worst form of cruelty, to not have enough backbone in love to say I disagree. Right. You know, because that's not popular to say I disagree yeah. with you. You know, I'm trying to think. Is, it, is the Presbyterians the one that have more recently said they um, are okay with homosexuality now? Well, PC USA. Yeah. Then there's, there's different branches, and there's different even groups in in Methodism. Yeah. Um, and Wesley didn't start out like Methodism has become in a lot of places, but PC USA is they've been liberal for yeah. years. Yeah. Now let's. Let's say I I don't mm-hmm. I don't think actually I do I do know a member of that church mm-hmm. who isn't you know homosexual mm-hmm. and um, for the sake of argument we're completely I'm representing all of Kogop now yeah yeah as a person yeah well, uh, and uh, so I firmly disagree with that belief mm-hmm. he believes differently than me yeah but he's not living that sin yeah does that still affect me being able to call him brother because well he's his prom- belief is he's promoting a lie, he's promoting error. Yeah. Um, you read the book of Jude. Yeah. When when Jude talks about false teachers to promote things that will damn people, the Bible says the blackness of darkness is reserved for them forever. Well, there's mm. pretty severe language. There, there isn't much ambiguity about how God that feels is, about that. That is a heavy sentence. Yeah, that, that's heavy stuff. All of those words are just... Yeah, the yeah they're telling you it's a bad, bad, bad deal. Blackness of darkness. Like, that's forever, just yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, to lighten the mood, 
<laughs> Let's go back to SpongeBob. Uh, I think, uh, well, I, I think that answered the question I had as far as the Bible goes. But uh, just to throw it out there, because now I'm, I'm curious, because for some reason we've had several guests who apparently all support pretty much the same version of the Bible. Do you have a favorite version of the Bible? Uh, well, first you need to understand what the versions are. Are you familiar with what the versions are? Uh, for the most part. Okay. I mean, obviously, I don't know all the versions. I understand. Yet. No, well, but, I do. but yeah. so, <laughs> because he's the world's greatest yeah. host, as voted right. by the listeners. Yeah, yeah. I've got Ryan Seacrest for something else. But, you know, you guys know translations are when they took the actual Greek and the Hebrew and you try to find a word that best fits that word. Right. Yeah. Okay. So let's say the word in the Greek is encouragement. Well, you're going to find the word that, that fits that, you know, and there may be synonyms you can use, right. but you're going for that idea of encouragement, okay? A paraphrase is me kind of putting it in my own words. Yeah. Now, let's say I was going to be translating what happened today, then I'm going to have to look for something that really depicts exactly what took place. Paraphrase, and I could say these two guys came to the church, and we talked about SpongeBob, and <laughs> and we talked, and I could leave out a lot of things or add, a, you know, just add yeah. some color to it, and I'm missing the real essence of what took place. And so, me, I like, I like, you know, people like the King James because it's a good translation. They did a good job as far as trying to find the words. Now, the problem is the words they used in that time frame we don't use anymore. A lot of them. That's why I went to the ESV. I use that when I'm preaching and teaching in church. Because my son Cameron actually said, Dad, you're having to spend time explaining words from the King James that we simply don't use anymore. It's not that you're translating the Bible. You're just translating this word that we, we don't use in our common, you know, vocabulary. King, King James, was that from the Septuagint or was that actually from the original Greek? Well, they, they use that. Their parts are from there, but, but yeah, it was a good translation. That's why a lot of people yeah. love the King James. I know when I was in Charleston Southern, I had a, it was, it was so interesting to me. The, the Hebrew teacher, which I, I never took Greek, but mm-hmm. he told me, he always liked using the King James when he was take, teaching Hebrew. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but then not so much when he was teaching Greek, mm-hmm. which I, I just thought was interesting. Yeah, and, and what the Septuagint was was just a Greek yeah. translation of, of yeah. the, uh, the, the Hebrew. Hebrew. Yeah. yeah. That's why it's, um, it's weird. Yeah, yeah, you can get into the technical. Like I said, the ESV, the NSV, I think are very good, and there's others. And there are very bad ones that are paraphrases that the are message. just yeah yeah. Well, I don't like it, and I'm not saying I don't that. I even like it as a casual book. I don't care what you're about to say, Josh. <laughs> it's, can, can I say something on that? Thank it's you. Better than not having a Bible. Well, you can it's get debatable. like I read several different versions. I read um, in my daily just one year Bible. I read the NIV, which is written on about seventh grade level. It's yeah. easy to flow with. You know what I'm saying? Seventh grade. But you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's easy to flow with and kind of. And now, if I'm going to get more technical, I'm going to go over to the ESV. Okay. I, I, but but just in my daily devotional type reading, I like the NIV. I like the way it flows. Um, uh, and for 95% of that, you're not going to find anything that you would ever have an issue. Yeah. I just, uh, I want to say, I really enjoy that. That was um, the most thorough answer we've got to that, to be fair. A lot of times it's because the question starts by me informing everyone that the NASB is the best version. <laughs> Um, Which kind of closed the argument to every time. Yeah. yeah. And, just and then afterwards, we end up asking other people how they feel about it. Uh, and that's, what's funny is, well, actually, that's not true. The Nathan Finn, he said it first. He did. He, he said actually, that NASB is the most accurate, Nathan but Finn. preferred. And uh, so many people said they preferred the Christian Standard right. Version. That's yeah. what he so reads the NASB. I read the Christian Standard Bible. 
Nathan Finn in one sentence said, I think the NASB is the most accurate. I think the Christian Standard Bible is the best for reading. That is also extremely accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's, I think that's a good description. Um, you're looking for naturally accurate. You don't want to be reading things that aren't true. Uh, but then sometimes you just won't flow in the ability to understand the which, terms. I, also, which is why I read the Christian Standard Bible. Yeah. I found it's a really good balance of mm-hmm. accurate and easy to read. Yeah. I've never had a point where, I mean, I'm a pretty avid yeah. reader. Yeah. But I was, I've never hit a point where it's like, wow, what does this mean? Yeah. I don't get this at all. Well, that's, uh, and that's important because if oh, you yeah. don't understand it, what are you reading it for? Exactly. And, and if you had a technical issue, and that's why they're preachers, that's why they're teachers. Mm-hmm. If you had a technical issue, and that's why we have tons of information online, you Google it, you can find find information on that. Right. You know? Like you, you can read Moby Dick all day, but if you're just reading it as a guy chasing a whale, I mean, then you're not. There you you're go. not getting book. Yeah. Well, that's a, you know, what's what's really interesting. Just Bible versions in general, because I I love NASB because yeah. you know it's accurate, and usually I don't read, I study. Yes. But uh, earlier this year, um. Tiffany's uh, grandmother passed away, and she, for funerals, reading a part in the First Corinthians where it talks about uh, the seed that'll die and grow up, yeah, and that's yeah, how yeah, you know yeah. our celestial Chapter bodies 15, will be. Yeah, yeah, which I think you read on Easter or something. Yeah, well, usually it, was, it, was, it finds its way in on yeah. Easter. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, she was um, she was reading it, and I was like, oh, here's the best version. And I was like, and I was reading it, you know, with that kind of thing in mind. I'm like, this version sucks. <laughs> She had the NLT. It, it, it just it sounds so yeah. more. It's more emotional because well, it's paraphrased, but yes. also because I think accuracy isn't necessarily the best for mm-hmm. feelings. Yeah. So uh, she being more emotionally driven, she she always brings her NLT. Yeah. And then I always bring the NASB. Yeah. And then my mom, just being smarter than both of us, brings a version of the Bible that has. Uh, note section yeah. with art to draw in. <laughs> yeah. My mom is a genius. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's important. Um, and I, I know a lot of good preachers, I mean solid preachers, and they'll quote and they'll say, and now I'm going to give you what the NLT says about this, how, how they word yeah. this. Mm-hmm. And it just gives you, what that does is add a little more color to it. Because right. uh, not everybody has multiple versions of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got technically all of them. Because yeah. I've got so my you phone. Go. Yeah. I can read the Hawaiian Pigeon Bible if I decide to. Which we have. Which we do <laughs> often. That's, uh, do, you, do you know the Hawaiian Pigeon Bible? I don't want to know. Let's uh, just go. It's, not really, <laughs> it's, it's just a, it's the New Testament translated by, by an old white couple <laughs> oh, old white, yeah, into who, Hawaiian English. Okay. Because they wanted uh, I just, now I'm interested, but go. It, it's just it's just something to read <laughs> when you want to see something different. It's worth <laughs> seeing. <laughs> it brings the joy, 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 joy. But yeah, not everyone has access to all those different versions of the Bible. Yeah, yeah. and not everyone's willing to cross examine them by themselves. And can I say this? You know, going back to the main thrust of this this line of question, we still got a minute. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, was you know Bible? Uh, do we believe the Bible? Yeah. Okay. The further you get from belief in the Bible, the more squirrely you become. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a great illustration of that. Union Theological Seminary up in New York uh, tweeted out the other day. They had a, a class where they were worshiping plants. And I'm not going to go into all of it, but, right. but you know, what they they entered into animism. Um, they'd entered into... Uh, just all types of stuff. And Union Theological Seminary, actually in the late 1800s, started taking a dive toward liberalism. And that's where they've ended up here in 2019. 
And so the farther I get from the Word of God, as far as its inerrancy, its accuracy, it's 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 our it's our standard. Yeah. The the more squirrely people become, and and after a while, you look around and say, "This ain't got nothing to do with God," you know. So I'm hearing is the the best Christians like the NASB version. <laughs> well, That's I don't exactly know. I'm gonna like yeah, yeah. The bad Christians <laughs> like NLT, but yeah. the good ones. <laughs> I'm gonna go. And, I'm gonna have to go to the guy that got the most votes and <laughs> stick with him. Yeah, today. Christian standard is. <laughs> on, I, I will be completely candid. I think if you're only gonna get one Bible, it should be something like the Christian standard Bible. Yeah, that unless that makes something sense. else just makes you more comfortable. Yeah. And and that's a great point because there are some people you know that this version they're more comfortable with. Right. Like my my grandpa uses exclusively King James version. Sure. Now what, now that's a good point. It doesn't make him a bad guy. It doesn't mean well. Well, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> that doesn't make him a bad guy. Um, oh, he's not. He's a great guy. And going back to what Josh was talking about earlier, you know, if he came in and saw your grandpa and he's reading from the King James. Should Josh go up and say, well, you don't know nothing. I rebuke this. Yeah, you, you, you need this, and you don't yeah. know what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do that's, you understand my point? That's why I don't go to their house anymore. Well, let's just walk in. I rebuke thee in the name of the Christian standard. You're slamming with the CSV. Man, I, I didn't expect us to actually talk about versions of the Bible, but which we, we talked some about this with Pete Inns, and um, when I just read the Bible, if I'm just reading it, happens a lot less than me studying it. But I use the New Jerusalem Bible because it's written to be literature as opposed to just word for word exactly what it says. I enjoy that, but that's because, you know, I have the ability to have, you know, we have an entire, like, two shelves yeah, of a bookcase have, of different like Bibles. 15 different Bibles. Yeah. Which are well studied, so, so you're not taking that, that as your only voice from yeah. the Scriptures. Yeah. You're just adding two. Yeah, which is where... I see. If you only have one. Yeah. yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah I prefer to only sense. use that one. Yeah. And then, you know, use my phone if I have to check it or something. And, and guys, we both know, and you made the great point with your phone, there's just no excuse right. for a believer to say not be able to get scriptures. There's just no excuse. Don't have a Bible. Actually, it, it surprises me when I see someone buy a Bible. Yeah. It happened the other day at All work. Right. Dude, I'm offended. Brought his Bible up and set it on the counter. I was like, "You bought a Bible." But, <laughs> but some people like the page. I right. love the page. My son loves the page. It, Josh, I guess, loves the page. My son will buy books when you can have them online. You know, and yeah, right. he I wants the page. The, the only time I'll neglect the book is if it's free online. No, I like online. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying I like. Yeah. I, I'm in your camp. But what I'm saying, there are people that, you know, still like the printed page. They like to feel it. They like but to turn okay it. to be like me and Cameron, too. There you go. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. See, well, the, the point I'm trying to make is I, I'm not going to – that feeling of the page, I enjoy it. Yeah. I don't enjoy it enough to spend $40 on it. <laughs> I'm with yeah. you, brother. <laughs> if I can. I'm with you. Which well, you can get so many commentaries. You can get so much help online. It's exactly. just so accessible. Also, final note, just so everyone knows, I'm not against the King James <laughs> – the only like the two or three times I've actually got to speak in front of a congregation, I use my grandfather's Bible, which is King James. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So fun fact. Did you also do that out of respect to people? Yeah. I know you good enough to know you wouldn't want to purposely offend anybody. And you know, guys, if I'm trying to help somebody, why would I go out of my way to offend them right off the bat? 
you know, I've already lost maybe some of their attention or their ability to listen. But also, way to attach brings us full circle to like the, the yeah. very beginning, yeah. Because I um, that that's in my head. You know, if you, if you're speaking to two hundred people, you don't know, mm-hmm. and, and just just an odd thought. There's a much greater chance that one out of that two hundred people would be offended you didn't use a King James than one of them being offended you didn't use New American Standard Bible. Because typically, true. that's true. The newer versions are by the younger people, which we said, you know, they're a lot less life experienced, a lot less hardened, and less likely to go up in arms about it. Right. Going to a church with college kids, I hear an odd amount. I wish they didn't use King James Version. Well, it's just, just, it's just, like it's just it's hard to understand. Yeah, exactly. It's hard to understand. And that's what my son helped me with. You know, Dad, that you're wasting time explaining words that aren't, you know, trying to explain the Bible. You're explaining words we don't use. Mm-hmm. We'll probably talk more about this in a couple of weeks. We're going to have a podcast on ageism in the church. Mm-hmm. This is going to be fun. Yeah. So, probably talk about that then. And uh, TJ has a final thought. Okay. So uh, that's that's it for... Hard questions. Uh, we have gone time. Oh, yeah, and, we, uh, We're going to ask you some about what you've been preaching. You've been preaching a lot lately on uh, in Ephesians about mm-hmm. unity. and yeah. uh, You mentioned a really cool thing about uh, how Paul was willing to go to jail and even sure. die for it. Yeah. Uh, we were going to get into all that, but we're wrapping up time. So uh, they can find you on the church website, harvestministries.its.cc, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, and um, all your sermons are on there. And yes, sir. Y'all, y'all been putting them on uh, Facebook recently, too, I saw. Yeah, you know, and, and I didn't know how popular that would be. It's funny, Josh. I was at a funeral the other day, and a guy, he's deployed, hmm. a husband of a girl, and she's actually moved away. She don't even go anymore. And he shakes my hand. He says, I listen to you every week. And I, I, if I've met this guy, it's been once or twice. And, um, you know, you never know, and I know you guys realize that because you're on the radio. Um, hmm. You never know the impact you can have. When it goes out there, you know, and that's, that's a that's a powerful thing. Yeah. The Pope could listen to this. We would well, have hope no, so. We, we would have no we idea. We were on a, on an article with the we Catholic were in the Carol Catholic Herald News. There you this go. Week. So you I made was, the Herald. Maybe the we finally maybe, did. maybe the Pope reads Charlotte's Catholic Herald News. <laughs> you never know, man. You never know. <laughs> can you see him breezing through it right now? I can see. I could. Huh. That'd be kind of great. What? No one said that. Weird. He sits on his papal throne to read Catholic news. I mean, that, I think that was the weirdest part. Of, I love that article. We'll talk about it more later, I'm sure. But Because uh, we want to get someone from that newspaper on the podcast. But uh, it was weird. You've known me long enough. We're, we're basically family. Uh, it'd be yeah. weird for you, too. Because uh, whenever they they quote me, first off, which blows my that mind. Was weird, like, oh, yeah. man, huh? But it says, uh, Noel said. And I was like, yeah. that's not my name. <laughs> What do you mean, Noel said? <laughs> they should have went straight to the main announcer. And got yeah. yeah, I was in it. <laughs> they mentioned it once. I was like, what? should have called him. No, he, I actually had literally no idea he was getting interviewed until like a week later when he told me, hey, I got interviewed for a newspaper the other day. <laughs> That's good, man. That's the power of this voice. Yeah. But uh, with that, we'll wrap up. Uh, we'll do our God Moments of the Week. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's important. It is. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, one of the other things we've started since the first one, we, we a segment at the end. Actually, two, but one of them is only for our patron listeners. So if you want to hear it, subscribe. Mm-hmm. But uh, the other one, we like to end by talking, uh, just having a God moment of the week where we just spend some time talking about something God's done in the last week, you know, whether it's, you know, in our worship or something he convicted us of or challenged us with, or I've talked about architecture once for some reason. Um yeah, any 
God-related moment you had in the last seven days? I've talked about dirt on the side of a truck. There you go. God, I forgot about God, that. God, little thing. Oh, yeah. Getting off on this. But, uh, PJ, do you have a God moment of the week? Uh, no, top. You go first. You always seem to have a good number. Man. Well, I'm, uh, helping my fiance move into our, our home this week. And we lifted everything from her grandmother's house that she wanted in there. And we're carrying it. And for some reason in my head, before I even started, I was like, I'm sure I could just do this. And I kind of mentioned it to a couple friends. I didn't really, like, I asked them for help, but it wasn't like in my head they were going to go, yeah, no one wants to help you move. Just kind of vaguely mentioned it. I had a friend who drove, woke up at five in the morning to show up to help us move stuff. Not even my stuff. (laughs) And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, you needed help. So I took the day off of work and showed up and was there for 13 hours when I live three hours away. I was like, oh, wow. He's the best. Yeah, and uh, and we had another friend who got off work early. The first thing he did was just show up and just helped us till he only left because he needed to tuck his kids into bed. He's the second yeah. best. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it was uh, it was so uh, yeah. yeah Izzy, you're a, the second best. Yeah, Izzy <laughs> and Mark with a Q. But uh, I'm top five. It really it, it impacted me to think about. You know, we live in a world where independence is so stressed, and I'm like, yeah, I'm. I think of myself as an independent person. I'm like, yeah, this. And even um, I have great evidence of it where I tried to move my desk in single-handedly and broke off part of it because you can't lift a desk single-handedly up two flights of stairs. Right. You can't. Uh, I can't. Yeah. Not a good idea. But uh, when you allow yourself to rely on others, I guess that's humility. That's that thing Pastor was talking about. <laughs> and it was just kind of a realization of, man... I'm stubborn, and I think I'm stubborn because you know, we live in an age where independence is something to be proud of, and uh, maybe I got a little bit proud, prideful, need to not be. Right. Yeah. I'm just, being proud is just too inconvenient for me. <laughs> Takes a lot of strength. It's a lot easier to let people help. But, uh, I think my, my God moment of the week is uh, my friend Avery got married. Uh, it's been a couple months now. I was at the wedding. But... Uh, and uh, they both are still in school, and they have married housing on campus, and they have a dog now. And uh, he he said he's never been happier in his life. And I'm just, it's it's really nice to see that. I'm really cool. proud of him and being able to see God work in his life. He's been through some things. It's he's actually in mine and Josh's. Both of them are in mine and Josh's fantasy hockey league. I don't watch hockey, but I am in our fantasy <laughs> hockey. <league. laughs> yeah. We just needed another person. But they, they are, they're both in it, and they both have really good teams. I, I did a lot of research trying to get anything that I... I still don't know my players' names, but they're doing good! He has no kids. It hasn't started yet. They can't do that. They're, they're doing great. It's the preseason. <laughs> they haven't messed up yet. But uh, that's... Yeah. I, I know I recruited an injured player, but he's supposed to be not injured by the time it's time to play. That's pretty common. We have, this about, is we have about all I've, I, all I know about hockey is that I have one injured player that I don't know the name of that's supposed to not be injured. I mean, I have two, so. And one of them is all like right. the second I know a total of two things yeah. about hockey now, guys. <laughs> Hockey's a lot of fun, in person, especially. Oh, yeah. Fantasy hockey's a lot of fun. Yeah. To me. Yeah. My team's really good. Cause I'm sure it will be fun training. once I learn about hockey. I'm using this to learn hockey. There you go. Because I'm a Florida State fan, and right now I don't like football. 
And Tampa, so. Tampa Bay Lightning is w- one of the best hockey teams right now. Last last season, they clutched a playoff spot by Plus December. The season doesn't end until March. You know what's Boy, really strong. just a strange, just because we mentioned sports, just a strange fact for everybody to get to know? This was bad. I have a total of two pro football teams I like. I like Tampa Bay because they have Jameis Winston. Florida State, yeah. and that's the best I'm going to get to Florida State winning anything this year. <laughs> and uh, I like good. the Rams because that's who I used to play as against my dad as a kid in the PlayStation game. So I just always like the Rams. Well, they're good. Yeah, they were definitely but, uh, good back then. So far, I live in North Carolina. The only two teams the Panther have played were the Rams <laughs> and the Bucks, and they lost to both. So I'm having a good year, except for <laughs> no one around me likes me. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. like it. Christian McCaffrey <laughs> in my fantasy football league. I'm not having a good time. I also have Ben Roethlisberger. Got injured oh, immediately. He got three right. points. He was supposed to get 30. Well, did you have any football or God moments this week? <laughs> so, well, fun fact, um, Cameron played on a team at little WCCS who Mason Rudolph, his senior year, was on his team. Wow. Mason, who is now the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers because Ben Roethlisberger got yeah, hurt. I have Mason Rudolph, too. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. That yeah. is pretty crazy. I almost sort of kind of know Mason. <laughs> and one night at that little field in Westminster, Mason would have been on it, and another team came over, and we're going to play them that night, and the game, for whatever reason, got canceled. But their quarterback was Will Greer, who's one of the backups for the Panthers. So in a little tiny field <laughs> here in Rock Hill, a little Christian school, two future professional quarterbacks were there. That, that's something that happens far more, more in like, South Carolina than you would yeah, realize. The all-star Cameron Atkins was there. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's way more. We don't want to go there because that goes back to that whole lofty pride thing. Oh, yeah, I'm supposed to stop that. I'm stay there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had a God moment. Um, my daughter called me, and some good things have happened in her life, and. Um, She's just doing real well with the Lord, doing real well with her roommate and her job. And as a parent, that's, you know, just you pray all the time for your children and they're your life. And you're just so happy when God's taking care of them and helping them. So that was my job. All right. uh, Please remember to support us on Patreon if you are so inclined to do it or else. And uh, or, else? On, or, or else, or else, I'll come to your house and I'll kick you. I thought the or else was just we'll stay broke. Like, or we're else, used to that. Yeah. Or else we won't get better. But, uh, yeah, we uh, this podcast takes money, and uh, we appreciate everyone's support that we can get. And uh, we only pray for the people who support us. So, we want our <laughs> oh gosh, oh, man, that that's bad. That's but, just uh, that's not true. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, we, we do games and stuff on there. So mm-hmm. yeah. oh, that's right. We, we do, do our Twitter Freebie Fridays. That's crazy. Uh, Freebie Fridays are on Facebook? Yeah. Yeah, Facebook and Instagram. I think it's on everything. As well as, um, what are some of the other things we do? We do Throwback Thursdays. If you missed an episode, we share our favorite episodes back mm-hmm. again on Thursday. So, right. yeah. And, uh, uh, future that, guests. Uh, yeah. Follow us on Spotify and everything. And then future guests. Yeah, we have that Ageism podcast. That's going to be with Robbie Brissy, Chris Brissy, as well as Alicia Matthews. Right. Um, I might be there too. Yeah, and TJ Blackwell. Yeah. Um, who, who are some other future guests? Uh, well, Judy is next week. Know. We've we mentioned several times. <laughs> um, Holy Trinity Church. We're going to have some people from the Greek Orthodox Church on soon. And, of course, at the end of this season. Yeah. At the, well, we have Jerry Brito. Oh, yeah, that's soon. Yeah, that, that's very Don't soon. Don't want to forget anyone. Yeah, that'll be, that's exciting. He's um, going to kind of represent the Hispanic community in the American church, and that'll be, that'll be fun. But, yeah, at the end of the season, we'll have 
Francis Chan. Just he doesn't know it yet. But he might yeah. be listening. We don't know. Yeah. He's listening. Pope's reading. It's great, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>